Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Is sit in friends in the morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. The program Common Sense for Radio Station WABC, and uh, we just get the ratings for April. Uh, we did very well here on uh, Common Sense at nine o'clock, and we thank you all. Sid in the morning. Wow, boom! Big radio star, the biggest radio star in New York. Sid Rosenberg. Okay, why? Because he's authentic. That's why. He's not a phony. Good sense of humor. Curious about life. Likes regular folks because he's one of them. So Sid is just knocking it out of the park. Knocking it out of the park like a couple of three-run home runs for the Mets as I make my way to City Field this afternoon with my son Gabriel. Peter Alonso's walk-off home run. That was surreal. I know Bill O'Reilly started his show with that two nights ago. His great show here on WABC 9 p.m., the no-spin show. And uh, I've been a fan of his for a long time. I've looked up to him for a long time. I still pinch myself that he comes on my show every week. But to hear him say that was... Really over the top for me. It was um, it was a great moment in my career, and I've only played it once. Is that right, Lou? One time? Uh, according to my uh, calculations, yeah. you're way off now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe once an hour. It is what it is. Bill O'Reilly was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. He's the best of all time. Whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights right here on WABC or his own website, which is tremendous. BillOReilly.com, great interviews, great columns, great TV, his Killing series, Killing the Witches, the newest in that great series. He's the best ever, and I'm honored to have him here every Thursday, my friend Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. Hey, how are you, Sid? You going out to the game today? That's good. Yeah. got to win today. If, uh, momentum, you know, the big mo. Yeah, no, we need it. And, of course, if you take two straight from the Rays, but the difference is I'm going with Pete Morgan, who's great, and he takes very good care of us. If I was going with you, I'd sit in Steve Cohen's box for about four innings. <laughs> well, you know, um, New York, I said this uh, on uh, Common Sense the other night, uh, even if you're not a sports fan, um, one of the real pluses, and we, you know, obviously we're negative on a lot of the things about the city and the state of New York now, um, is that there's so much going on. There's so many things in play, and our options, whether it's food or theater or sports or recreation, 
we have more than anybody else has. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Um, you New Yorkers, you know, if, if I'm going to move down to Naples, Florida, I mean, I'm going to do a lot more sitting than I'm doing here in New York, if you know what I mean. I do. I, I lived in Boca Raton for 16 years. The weather was great. It was clean. It was beautiful. My kids grew up there. My daughter played tennis. And a lot of the time I was bored because you can't even walk outside about five months a year. Right. And you can't, you know, it's the same conversation. What's for dinner tonight? Five o'clock, blah, blah, blah. So um, am I to assume, or at least take what you just said, that with all the issues we've got going on right now, that Bill O'Reilly still believes New York is the greatest city in the world? Well, there's no doubt it is. And, and I've been to every big city in the world, so I know. Um, but the problem that we have in New York now is that, number one, the fanatics on the left are in power, and that has to change. And I think it might change this migrant stuff now. Uh, if you don't know how out of control the federal and state and city government is by now, if you don't know, then it's your fault if they put migrants in your basement on cots, okay? <laughs> so don't go whining to O'Reilly and sit. It's your fault. <laughs> well, it's true. And, you know, you had a guy like Ed Day in Rockland County. He said they're not coming. They haven't no, come. And, and absolutely. Ed was right. And all New Yorkers, you've got to step away from the ideology now. You've got to say we need to have a disciplined, efficient place to live. Is that, is that too much to ask for all the taxes we're paying? All I want is efficiency yep. and safety. Is it too much to ask? No, that's why I was thrilled these parents in Brooklyn and Coney Island yelled and screamed yesterday. And guess what? Those illegals are not at a gymnasium in Coney Island this morning. They're in a building by Penn Station, which brings me to this. I was, uh, you know, they put the newsroom. They've got TVs here. So they put on Fox News, CNN, uh, all the MSNBC. So you got MSNBC, Joe Miko, Mike Barnacle, who used to be a good guy, by the way. And who's sitting there? Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, Bill, and our mayor, Eric Adams. Now, mind you, the first two stories that Eric Adams did, you can't make this up, were Harry and Meghan being chased by paparazzi. And the second story was they're preparing for a 2026 FIFA World Cup in New York and New Jersey. We got illegals and migrants destroying our city. We got crime all over the place. They're talking royals and soccer. Then they finally got to the crisis. My question for you is very simple. How much do you blame, if at all, the mayor? I blame the mayor for um, playing political games rather than trying to solve problems because he doesn't want to alienate his base. And by the way, I, I was involved with uh, chasing Harry and Meghan. I was out there with um, – that was, that was me. Uh, I'm going to cop to it. It was me and five kids, uh, and, and they panicked. Um, and what happened was they took a, a, a wrong turn on the concourse up in the Bronx, and you don't want to take a wrong turn in the Bronx. No. No, no you don't want to no, do that. that. You end up like bonfires of the vanity if you do that, if you don't yeah, know what yeah, you want to you – know, and then, they, you know, they were on the Deegan, and then they went on the Cross Bronx, and they were there for eight hours because everybody's on the Cross Bronx for eight hours. He can't get off it. Um, and so it was much ado about nothing. But Eric Adams, look, um, I think that he is well-intentioned in the sense that 
He understands the city has to be improved, but he's got he's to gotta man up, as the cliche goes. You know, he's got to go against his base. He's got to start telling the truth about the problems and the solutions to the problems. I said to somebody else uh, the other night, um, you have to rule New York with an iron fist. You have to. There's no other alternative. You've got to get in there and you've got to say, we're cleaning this block up and we're sending in the guys to do it, and that's it. And you've got to take the flack. That's the only way you clean up. And I feel sorry for the poor people because my people were poor in Brooklyn when they came over. But they didn't have this to face. They didn't have fentanyl. They didn't have guys with guns running around controlling the neighborhoods, extorting, selling dope to kids. They didn't have any of that. And it's, you know, it's the poor people that are being adversely affected the most. Yep. And you can't get it through to an AOC because her life is built on ideology. And Adams has got to step back and say, all right, if I'm a one-term mayor, so be it. But I'm going to solve some of these problems because I have the power to do it. And that's what I'd like to see from him. This is the great Bill O'Reilly, 9 o'clock every weeknight, 725 every morning, and 840 every Thursday with me. So I had uh, the last two guests I had on both commented on the Durham report. Judge Napolitano, who loves you, by the way, says, say hello to Bill every week. He says he believes the report didn't go far enough. Monica Crowley said, I love the report. I just saw Ted Cruz on television smashing Adam ship across the face for actually, you know, trying to prove that the whole report was a lie. Where does Bill O'Reilly stand on the Durham report? I thought it was a good report in the sense that no one's going to read it, number one. And if you walk out of the studio, WABC studio, and you stop five people on the street and go, hey, how about that Durham report? They're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> so true. Because the news was suppressed by the left-wing television news agencies. And even Fox is not what it used to be. Everybody knows that. So the headline of the Durham report, four years and about $15 million. So all the people investigating did pretty well the last four years with our tax money. So the headline is that the FBI, the most powerful investigative agency in the world, interfered with the 2016 election. Now, Madison and Jefferson, when they forged the Constitution, feared something like that. They feared that the military might take over the country, and that's why the commander-in-chief is a civilian, the president, okay? And they also feared that some of these agencies, the federal agencies, could get too powerful, which the FBI has. And then the FBI, under Comey and McCabe and Strzok and all these people, turned their power into trying to destroy Donald Trump. And by the way, that hasn't changed even now with Christopher Wray. I don't trust him either. No, I don't either. That agency needs to be totally revamped because it is now abuse of power. But if anybody thinks that anything's going to happen to these people legally, it's not. Because the swamp in Washington doesn't want, even though Ted Cruz and the Republican senators and, yeah, but they know that once you start to peel back that corruption, you're going to find more corruption. So what has to happen is in 2024, the Republicans have to take over Congress. And if they don't, 
then we're going to continue on this corruption slide. But there's no doubt about it. I wrote Killing the Mob. All right, the FBI did a damn good job disassembling the mafia, the Klan, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, wiped out the bank robbers in the 30s. But it became political after Obama got elected, very political. And that is not the role, and that is dangerous to our republic. Agreed. But you may want to go back now, and as great as Killing the Mob was, and some great facts in there. I I especially love the part about um, uh, I Love Lucy's Husband. I love that story. Ricky Ricardo. Yes, that was am- I didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing, Desi Arnaz. But you may want to fix the Ku Klux Klan part, because according to your president, Joe Biden, just a couple of days ago at a commencement speech at Howard University, white supremacy is still the most dangerous thing we face day in and day out in this country. Didn't you know that? Um, well, if I had been in the uh, audience graduating at Howard University, my hand would have gone up. <laughs> And I would have said, Mr. President, that's very interesting you're saying that. Can you cite one Justice Department prosecution of white supremacy in your two years plus? Yeah. I mean, I guess they can can go. It was a year ago that that uh, kid killed all those African-American folks. Horrible story in Buffalo. But to your point, for every one of those, there's 30 stories. That's a nut. I know. He's saying that there's an organized white supremacy threat to African-Americans, and if that's the case, shouldn't the FBI have gotten, you know, a bunch of these people on conspiracy charges and brought them in? <laughs> you would think Where so. They? I, I don't know. You know, that that's like saying, hey, I'm going to be attacked today by 18,000 palmetto bugs. <laughs> there are no palmetto bugs on Long Island. <laughs> okay, true. so yeah. all this guy does is read what's put in front of him. You know that, Joe oh. Biden. Yeah. And the nuts that work for him are invested in alienating the African-American voter from the country. And then they're buying you, and I'm going to solve the problem. Hey, there is no problem. <laughs> something to solve. But, right. but one, of the things, right. one of the things you do great on, on BillOfHoney.com is you actually print every day the president's schedule. And as you've joked around, lots of it includes cartoons and Dr. Jill putting his PJs on, all that cute type of stuff. While Trump, of course, worked 22 hours a day. But now the president is in Japan for the G7. And I read today, Bill, that he's cutting his trip short because he wants to be back and sit down and negotiate with McCarthy about the debt ceiling. How about that? Well, that's good. I mean, you know, they'll come to an arrangement because um, both parties know that they can't uh, default on the debt, and that would uh, send the stock market down 5,000 points. So they'll get it. And, you know, they told Biden you have to go to Japan. All right, and and he goes, aren't we at war with them? No, no see, that was over. That in 1945, that stopped. Oh, okay, I'll go. And then where are we going? Then we're going to Australia. I want to see the kangaroos. Oh, that's going to be really uh, radical. And then they said, no, we can't go to Australia. We have to come back, and we have to come to a debt agreement. And he goes, I don't know anybody any money. Hunter pays all my bills. I don't know any money. I don't know. No, no, Mr. President, not. Personal debt, the debt for the country. So this is how it evolves every day for Joe Biden. There's a lot of explanation. That is funny, though. That was well put. So in the last 60 seconds, we talked about the Durham report exonerating Donald Trump. And you just jokingly said, although it's true, I don't have any debt. 
Hunter pays all my bills. Do you think we're getting close, or not at all, to a Hunter Biden indictment? Yes, uh, they have to indict him. Um, it'll probably be for jaywalking and maybe a little littering. Right. They'll get the lowest possible um, charge they can get on him. But that's not going to stop the House Oversight Committee. I mean, they're making, you know, a really, really hard attempt to link um, Hunter Biden's millions with Joe Biden. Now, I don't know whether they'll be able to do that or not. Um, a lot of right wingers and Republicans have already convicted Joe Biden of taking money from his son. But I'm not going to do that because that's not fair. But uh, I do expect Hunter Biden um, to be indicted on very low level charges. He'll plead guilty and then he'll get a pardon. So if Donald Trump wins the primary and right now he's up in some polls as many as 43 points on his friend Ron the Sanctimonious, and he takes on Joe Biden in the G. Bill O'Reilly, if you ought to pick a winner this morning, it'll change, of course. We're still 17 months out. That's a long time. And it really gets hot and heavy, like you say, in August, 14 months out. But today, if it happened today, Trump versus Biden, who wins? Oh, I mean, so hard. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe, maybe Trump wins the electoral vote and loses the popular vote. That's what I probably and and not it'll be razor thin. A that, lot of that, that, that's home, what, that's what happened with Hillary too. Same thing. Yeah, right? yeah, and and a lot of people stay home um, because they don't like either of them. But uh, you know the country is sliding. Everybody who's got a brain knows it's sliding, and Biden's not going to turn it around. So you, if you vote for Biden, you're voting for um, more pain. <laughs> if you vote for Trump. And I know people don't like him and all of that. You're voting for chaos, personal chaos, but he was efficient in office, and that's true. He, he ran the country fairly efficiently. Can't argue with that. Uh, you are the best. Thank you again for those kind comments. Thank you for coming on every week. Thank you mostly for being my friend. I love this segment every week, and we'll do it again very, very soon. Bill O'Reilly, you're the all-time best. All right. Enjoy the game. Best to Gabe. Uh, go Mets. All right. Thank you. There he is. And he invites me to a bunch of games throughout the season. The best, folks. 9 p.m. every weeknight, WABC, BillOReilly.com, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.